So have you ever had to deal with professional jealousy? Uh, probably once or twice. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you why no career is immune from professional jealousy. Uh, well, while donating can be, make you really feel good, sure. there's really no need to rush it. We'll explain there. Okay, I can't wait to hear it. Ah. And Florida is, of course, known for our golf courses, right? Oh, yeah, right. We're going to talk about a Florida man who has taken his golf game next level. Okay, all that and more coming up on this week's episode of the Florida Freak Show. Hurry, hurry, hurry! Ladies and gents, boys and girls, step right up for the Florida Freak Show! Welcome back to the Florida Freak Show. I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. And if you've ever read a Florida news story online or seen a Sunshine State newscast, you know that Florida's greatest export are weird stories about the people who live and play here. And we have some of those stories to share with you, don't we, Kirsten? We sure do. Ripped from the headlines, headlines. as always. As always. And our first one comes to us from tcpalm.com. Sensations Cabaret and Mm. Stewart is known to some as a gentleman's club. But while the men may be gentlemen, the ladies at the club have not been acting very ladylike, at least not on February 22nd. That is when an altercation broke out between several employees at the club. Ah. A 33-year-old lady employee Mm. said that four of her co-workers were jealous because she was making more money than they were. Uh So she threw a bucket at them. As you do. The club's DJ overheard the fracas and attempted to break it up, but then the 33-year-old dancer gave him a shove, and surveillance footage then shows her assaulting one of her colleagues. The dancer was arrested by Stewart police on a battery charge. She claims she was actually getting arrested, for showing her bits and pieces on stage. Oh, well. Well, this is just office politics in a nutshell, right? Mm-hmm. You bring in, you continue to bring in more sales and people get jealous. All that's left that's going to happen is you're going to get a, a bucket thrown at you, right? Yeah. What is the bucket for? I'm guessing. Well, are buckets just lying around? I'm guessing buckets of beer, buckets oh, of champagne. fine champagne. Uh, oh, yes. Like, there's so many things. So many can, buckets at a strip yes. club. So many ways that you can use a bucket at a strip club, including including to throw it at. Chucking it at your co-workers. You know, you say fight at a girl fight at a strip club. Sure. And I think of like a sexy pillow fight in a movie like Porky's or something. Like a battle royale with pillows. Yeah, this doesn't sound very sexy. No. Not does not really. sound sexy at all. No. And you know that it's a bad fight when the DJ is trying to break it up. <laughs> I mean, where's the security at, folks? Listen, times are tough right now. We're in the midst of a pandemic. Times are a tough. Businesses are struggling. Mm-hmm. People have been let go. Yeah. Your DJ is probably also your fry cook, your dishwasher, your, your security, your accountant. Yeah. Absolutely. Your HR guy. Your driver of the Winnebago. <laughs> all those things. No, I... I really like that the dancer in question is trying to change the story by saying she got arrested for showing it all on stage. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to do whatever you can to to bump up that street cred because well, it's not going to be good throwing buckets at people. No, but fortunately, there's surveillance video, right? Oh, always get you. I keep thinking back to this DJ, though. Mm. I mean, you know, he's breaking up fights. He's doing it all. He's doing the announcing. He's playing the white snake. Yeah. Because it's always white snake. It's always white snake. In my imagination. I just, like, I can hear him like, hey, now appearing on center stage, it's Lights Out Linda from Lauderdale and her fists of fury. (laughs) Hey. 
Coming up next on the main stage, <laughs> it's uh, you got nothing, l- do you? luxury. Oh, <laughs> oh luxury. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> nice. I I think honestly, lights out, Linda from Lauderdale. She's lights got like out, a, Linda. She's got like a whole niche. She can go. She could dance to Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Roxy Balboa. Ooh. Right? She's the fighting stripper. She's yeah. Roxy Balboa. Yeah. She's um nightclubber Lang. Nightclubber Lang? <laughs> wow. We are really pulling We're, up all the stops. Right. Hey, it's, boom. It's, yeah, it's all the all the rocky uh all the rocky folks. Well, uh, come on. It's it's tailor made for a strip club. Do we do we want to go there with Thunderlips? Oh, Ooh. come on. I mean, why not? I mean, well, I mean, thunder there are hips. lips on your thunder face hips. too. Fun- thunder hips, perfect. Thunder hips. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so, our second story comes to us from news4jacks.com. A lot of Goodwill stores accept drive-through donations. Yes. One person took it a little too literally last Sunday in Jacksonville. Okay. That's because a vehicle crashed into the front of the Jacksonville Southside Goodwill store at about 10 a.m. Wow. One person was transported to the hospital, and the store ended up closing for the day. Goodwill Industries of North Florida says there were no serious injuries. They were able to reopen on Monday after the incident was cleaned up. Well, we may not know the whole story on how this whole thing works out, but uh, this could have been, this could have been his way of donating his car. Maybe is that possible? I mean, a lot of charities accept car donations, and Goodwill is definitely one of them. Probably not the best way to do it. though. Yeah, I, this is definitely non traditional yeah. in terms of how to donate your car. And who right. wants the car with the giant dent in the front from crashing <laughs> into the front of the store? Right? Not this guy. But I mean, I guess if I get it for the right price, maybe it'll work. And I've been known to rush my trip to Goodwill to you know get rid of my donations, but. But this is truly the next level. I'm going to pop some tags. <laughs> I don't know the rest of that. $20 in my pocket. Yep, yeah. that's the one. Hey. Um, I worked at Goodwill for many, many years. Yeah, and there was always lots of cool stuff that was coming through there, right? Oh, uh, cool, weird, weird interesting. Weird, wild, wacky. Weird, wild, wacky stuff, mm-hmm. indeed. Um, yeah, we got a lot of really weird donations. And, you know, you'll see the stories on the news sometimes where, like, I remember a few years ago, I think it was in Seattle or Tacoma, maybe, yeah. where somebody had donated a skull right. to Goodwill. Yeah. So the local news sees these stories and they go, oh, we need to localize this. Let's call the local Goodwill and see if anything crazy has been done. See if they've ever gotten a skull donated. Because you know right? something come, cool's come through there or something interesting, if nothing else. There's always a lot of interesting right. stuff. And and so, you know, I was director of public relations, so I would reach out to yeah. all of the stores and I would say, hey, have you gotten anything weird donated lately? Yeah. And 90% of it was stuff I never would have told the newspaper <laughs> about. I mean. Let's keep that to ourselves. Like grenades. Just oh. Wow. Yeah, like uh, somebody opens a box at the drive-thru yeah. and there's a grenade in it and you don't hey. know if it's live or not, but you better call the bomb yeah. squad just in case. Yeah, just in case. You um, do not want to be messing with that. One of our stores got a, a shoe box that had baseball cards, a gun, oh. and a large black um, marital aid oh. in it. Hey. Um, but the thing that always gets me and, you know, I've never really had an opportunity to talk to people that work at mm-hmm. other thrift stores about this. Maybe yeah. it's just like a Florida thing because a lot of people are old and Florida's God's waiting room, but sure. 
cremation urns mm. with cremains. Happens a lot. More than you would like to think it yeah. happens. They get donated. Because it's the kind of thing that you're like, if you don't have a place to put it, you're sort of like, I don't want to just throw this out. So apparently taking it to the Goodwill is the right idea. My, my theory is, you know, grandma and grandpa pass away. Yeah. And grandpa's urn has been in the garage sitting on a shelf for probably yep. 10 years. Right. And nobody knows that it's grandpa's ashes that are in there. No, it just looks like a nice vase. And and grandma passes away mm-hmm. and you're cleaning out the house and everything that has like, you know, no value immediately to you ends yeah. up going to Goodwill. Yep. Just and, makes it into a box. And so as a result, I, I would venture a guess that your local Goodwill or Salvation Army or, yep. you know, St. Vincent de Paul, pick pick your sure. thrift store, um, has at least one urn with cremains in it somewhere yeah. in the store. Probably in the manager's office. because Hanging of course, on to it. Yeah, because the managers, you know, it's always the best of intentions. Yeah. It's like, oh, somebody's going to come back for this when they realize they donated Grandpa or Aunt yeah. Sally they never come back. Well, and now Grandpa and Aunt Sally can be the patron saints of, you know, secondhand goods. That's just <laughs> sort of sitting in the manager's office watching over all the all the donated stuff. Saint Saint Nanta. Saint Nana. Saint Nana. Saint Gammy. I like Saint Gammy. <laughs> all right. So our third story today comes to us from USA Today. Okay. And uh, like a lot of Naples snowbirds, Jim Walken spends a lot of time playing golf. Mm. He played golf in high school, but that was close to 50 years ago. And oh, now, yeah. now he just does it for fun. Right. Well, the week of February 20, or excuse me. Well, the week of February 12th was a particularly fun week for Jim. Oh. He scored three holes in one in five days what? at Heritage Bay in Naples. They all came on par three holes, just playing casual golf with his friends. Wow. Now, believe it or not, this guy has shot 11 aces in his lifetime. The other eight all came in his home state of New Jersey. And Jim says, you know, when you least expect them, that's when they go in the hole. There you go. He says that now he feels the pressure every time he takes his stance on a par three hole because his playing partners have come to expect him to hit another ace every time. Well, I've always said that, um, or a lot of people have always said that hitting a baseball is the hardest thing to do in sports. Mm. Not in my opinion. It has always been a golf ball, and it always will be a golf ball. Well, and here's the thing. Like, making contact with a baseball is more difficult than making contact with a golf ball. Because the golf ball's not moving. Sure. The baseball is, right? hitting it well. Right, exactly. You're not trying to hit a baseball into a bucket out in left center field. As much as you'd love to. Sure, absolutely. That's not the point of the game. Like The really good baseball players can at least hit a fly ball when they want to hit a fly ball, hit a ground ball, you know, hit it to a certain section of the field. Like once weak left fielder, let's hit it to left field, right? That's a good ball player. Exactly. And most of, most golfers will go their whole lives without even coming close to hitting a hole in one. This guy does it three times in, in five days. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's a uh, he's he's got to go to Vegas immediately. I I love his quote too that they come when you least expect them. Right. If that were true, 
every single time I played golf, I would get a hole in one yeah, because I like, barely expect to get the ball off the tee. Right. So hey, I'm least expecting it. Where's where's my ace? <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking when you were when you were talking about when you least expect it, that's when they go in the hole. It's like, who is this Confucius guy? <laughs> like this guy's like a modern day philosopher. I love it. It's like it's like just when you least expect it, that's when it comes. I, I feel like I, I got that on a fortune cookie once right, or right, something. Yeah. Now, the closest I've probably ever gotten to a hole-in-one is probably five feet, which is incredible, and it's not like it happens all the time. It happens very rarely and usually on very short par fours. Have, have, how far, have, how close have you ever gotten? I mean, I'm happy if I get it on the green yeah. on like a 65-yard par three, Yeah. which for those of you who don't play golf, that's basically about a putt putt course yes. i mean it's right. very very short yeah um i'm i'm thrilled if i get it on the green now just out of dumb luck i have gotten them near the hole mm-hmm. but it's just because i i hardly had to put any mustard on it at all to get it there right yeah um but honestly like if i get it on the green i'm throwing a party i'm so excited absolutely i think i've gotten two pars in my entire life and i yeah. made you take a picture both times you gotta do it <laughs> it's baby steps you get your pars eventually you'll get your birdies you get your eagles maybe you'll get a hole in one one of these days but i th- like the the amount of golf that is played in florida is yeah. staggering to me and so it's not that surprising when you hear this story in a lot of ways because you're like, well, a lot of these guys go out and play every day. Maybe they've gotten used to like playing the same hole. Right. And they they know play exactly- the same course right. all the time right. because they live on the course. So you're thinking, oh, Jim, like three days in a row, he's probably hit it on the same hole every time. Nope. Knows, knows exactly how to hit it and everything like that. No, it's coming on different holes every single time. He's just that good, and he's just that you know lucky in this situation. Well, and he's probably played the course a whole oh, lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of it has to do with that, but it's still so. But impressive. he's hit eight other holes in one Crazy. in his lifetime. Now he did say that seven of them were on kind of his home course sure. back in New Jersey. Sure, sure. So you know, again, it's he's expected. played that same course a lot. But still, I mean, there are pros who go their entire careers without hitting a hole-in-one. Right. I do remember, so when we lived in Georgia, um, I knew the golf coach at the local university, Mm -hmm. uh, Mark Immelman. Yeah. And his brother, Trevor Immelman, is a PGA Tour player. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't remember it... It may have been the Masters. I'm not sure what tournament mm. it was, but it was something in Georgia or in Florida. And so Mark was there watching his brother play, and his brother yeah. hit a hole-in-one. Wow. Mark was not there. He had, like, gone to go get something to eat oh. and totally missed it. And he Perfect heard this timing. loud cheer come up from the chorus, and he yeah. actually thought to himself something along the lines of, ha-ha, I bet my brother hit a hole-in-one. <laughs> Damned if he didn't. Yeah. Damned oh, if he did not hit a hole-in-one, and he well, missed it. Well, at least it. he probably had the video, but still, it's like, that's something you want to see happen. Yeah, right? Oh, man, that's too bad. So our local newspaper, and I don't know, maybe this is a thing everywhere. Oh, right, right. And I don't know if they still do this. I don't but, think they do. But there was a time that in the sports section of the local newspaper, they actually had like a little holes in one section yeah. right by the box scores. Yep. It was like, yeah, Fred Smith had a hole in one. And yeah. 
heritage palms. Right. Call it in. Tell us where you did it, hole, what hole it was. Hole number five. And here are the people who witnessed it. And he he hit an eight iron yeah. or, you know, whatever it is. Like, that amazes me. That the, And it was never like one guy yeah. that week. Oh, yeah. It was or like a gal. number. Of, yeah. Yeah. It was a number of people. And it was, and it's like, it was a kind of a cool thing. And to your point, when you were a sports anchor, you know, not that long ago, you it also was a while. <laughs> yeah, you also did like a week. Was it weekly or like maybe monthly like segment where you would go out with a golf pro and he would give a new golf tip every week? That's how golf crazy Florida is. Yeah, yeah. I don't even remember the name of the guy that did that. <laughs> he was like, kind of forgettable. He was. He was. Uh, no, people loved they that loved dude. They oh loved my god, him, he was like the Mister Food of golf. Yes, he was. Except he was just local. It wasn't like Mister. F- god rest his soul, yeah. Mister Food. But Mister Food was in every market in the country, and people were always like, oh, "You have Mister Food here." Of course, we have Mister Food yeah. here. Um, but no, this guy was kind of like our local Mister Golf. Yeah, and and we did stories all the time. And now you're lucky if you have one sports reporter at your paper or your newspaper you know yeah at your you know, news station. Just, yeah it's just it's a it's a whole different era well you had like a golf beat guy in we the did. news press didn't did. you yep yeah and and would, would sometimes write about the different golfers that were going around and 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 would also do videos yeah which was very similar to the mr golf thing where they would show tips and stuff like that and they were a big hit. They were always getting clicked on, on online. And now the newspaper has like three employees yeah. yep. and the uh, breaking news reporter. The only is golf also... you're getting is on the PGA Tour that's on, on Yeah, TV. your golf reporter is also your court reporter, your health <laughs> reporter, your breaking news reporter. That's right. Uh, the nightside copy editor yep. and driver of the Winnebago. Driver of the Winnebago. <laughs> yep. You got it. So our final story tonight comes to us from the Daily Mail. Oh. And if you're thinking of getting a little bit of work done, oh. I have a suggestion for you. Do not go to the Millennium Anti-Aging and Secure Surgery Center in Doral. Do not go there. Do not go All there. Right. That is because the owner and founder, Alcalira Jimenez de Rodriguez. Easy for you to say. I'm trying to roll my R's. Nice it, job. It was not great. Not bad. Uh, anyway, Alcalira is not an actual doctor. Oh, and she doesn't play one on TV. No, but she has still been performing cosmetic surgery procedures. Yikes. Authorities were alerted by a former patient, Vincendo Zerlo, who paid $2,800 for not one, but two botched nose jobs at the clinic. Oh, man. During the first surgery, Vincenzo woke up and actually talked with the fake doctor during the procedure. Wow. After the procedure, when his nose didn't heal properly, he was left in a lot of pain. So he went back to her for her to repair the nose job. And that surgery turned out just as bad. Oh, how could he have seen that coming? Right. Police sent in an undercover agent who posed as a potential client. And that officer caught Jimenez de Rodriguez in the act. She was actually in the middle of performing a surgery when they arrived and arrested her. Oh, that's got to be weird. The fake doctor has been charged with practicing medicine without a uh, a license, which has been considered a second-degree felony because, of course, she disfigured someone. Millennium Anti-Aging and Surgery Center has since been a shutdown. So words can't describe how scary and dangerous all of this sounds. Oh, my God. It's like... I mean, we've done stories on people passing off as fake doctors, but this is the founder and the owner. This is like, this is, 
this is the person who owns this whole thing. I was like, who's going to stand up to this person? Right. And it's like a surgery center. Yeah. I mean. It's not just like, you know, injecting. And even that would be bad. But Right. Yeah. But I, I mean, we have heard stories in Florida before and, and in other places where somebody's gone to go get injections and they end up like going to somebody's hotel room. And of right. course, that sounds sketchy. That sounds and, sketchy, yes. And why would you do that? No. But. For God's sake, it's a surgery center. You think it's going to be, you know, relatively legitimate, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say, uh, you know, there's, there, I know how to change a tire, but, <laughs> but I'm always more willing to have a pro do it. And th- in this scenario, it's even more like, I'm not even going to try to change my engine. I'm going to really let a pro do it oh, yeah. in this situation. Absolutely. So if somebody that has no idea what they're doing, oh is a, that's just so scary. So I could almost, almost, almost understand if she was just doing like injections. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, not that that isn't dangerous too. And, right. And I don't want somebody who's never done Botox or Juvederm or, or handled a needle before in it their life. It looks like the kind of thing that anyone could do. Right. I, I would be lying if I said I thought I couldn't do that with like a small amount of training or maybe yeah. even just after watching a YouTube video. Right. I do not think that I could perform a nose job after watching a YouTube video. Yeah. I have watched a lot of episodes of Botched, yeah. but I'm not running around offering to put in breast plants, implants for yeah. anyone, you know, breast plants. And yes, so, I'd like a hydrangea right. here, please. And someone that would have the cojones to Ooh. perform that same botched nose job while the person is actually you know awake oh my god (laughs) right so red flags yes let's talk about some of the red flags here. sure i mean okay we've already said it's a surgery center it seems legitimate right yeah twenty eight hundred dollars for a nose job seems a little low like how much did your gallbladder surgery cost oh yeah it's well north of that and and like yeah more like it's I don't know five hundred thousand sure. dollars. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, to be honest, this is like prime real estate, though the nose and right yeah, and the face. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if they leave an ugly scar from your gallbladder surgery, I'm the Who's only gonna person that's going to see it. Yeah. You know, right? Whereas everybody's going to see the nose. And let me tell you, I, I mean, I'm I'm not telling any secrets here. Yeah. I had a nose job about twenty years ago, and it cost I don't know double triple. Wow, twenty eight hundred dollars. 20 years ago. I mean, you got to think with inflation. Come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, so $2,800 nose job, I would say, big red flag. Yeah. Um, Waking up in the middle of your surgery. That one's really crazy. And I mean, we've heard stories of people waking yes. up in surgery before. Yes. It's uncommon, and usually they drift right back yeah, to sleep. Yeah, anesthesiology is, like, is not an exact science. Right, it's it, delicate. It's, it is a very delicate process. Yes, it's possible that it could happen. It's just... People have woken up in surgery. So scary. Usually, though, not to the point where they can actually carry on a conversation yeah. with the doctor. Right. And I used air quotes when I said, doctor. <laughs> doctor. Like, hey, doc, how's the surgery going? Yeah. That shouldn't be happening, right? Right. 
By the way, how would you like to be the person who was in surgery? Oh my god! When they came in and like removed the person. Well, let's hope that person didn't wake up in the middle of their surgery yeah. to see the police leading her out in handcuffs. Yeah. And I would think that the police would have to be very careful about when they decide to enter the room. Like maybe wait till the scalpel is away from the skin, <laughs> and she's pulled that away, and you're under arrest. Yeah. So what happens when your surgeon just disappears in the middle of surgery? Uh, I I'm, like. Do yeah. they call the hospital and say, "Hey, we need somebody on standby"? You know, bring yeah. in the lefty. Yeah, it's t- yeah, exactly. <laughs> call into the bullpen. I'm guessing you're gonna have to do it, and you know, if it's a lefty that you need, then a lefty that you need. And this guy went back. Yeah, that's what blows my mind more than anything else. I mean, I guess you know somebody screws up your I guess, surgery, and he, he must love the prices, too. right? Yeah. The, the hey, if the price is right, that's right. right? I mean, I love a good bargain. Don't get me wrong. Like you said, you can change a tire, and if sure. push comes to shove, you're sure. changing your tire yeah. rather than spending like 50 bucks to do it. Yeah. I'm not going to charge you a whole lot. But that said, do you go back? No. I feel like uh, I feel like th- then I w- I'm going to end up being the person that's on botched. Yeah. Because it'll be like, yeah, this guy, this clown, like really, you know, botched everything up for me. I need somebody to fix this in a big way. Yeah, like I had a uh, service station forget to replace my oil cap after changing Ooh. my oil, and that was like five years ago, and I've never been back there to get my oil changed <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, I feel like replacing an oil cap is, you know, a minor, bit easier. minor compared to, you know, a botched nose job. Yeah, but, you know. Different different strokes for different folks, That's I guess. That's right, yep. <laughs> So, Corey, what did we learn this week? Well, I learned that a Florida strip club is a tough place to work and to twerk. Oh, look at you. Uh, I learned that Goodwill does not want you to take the phrase drive-through quite so seriously. Yeah, keep it on the outside. I also learned that there's nothing more amazing or freaky than an ace in the hole. Oh, and uh, I learned that there's nothing wrong with trying to get a good deal, but maybe don't do it on plastic surgery. Yeah. So those were our freakiest Florida finds for the week. As always, you can find a whole lot of other wacky news stories from across the Sunshine State on our Facebook and Twitter pages. That's right. That's at FLA Freak Show. And while you're on them socials, remember to follow us, like us, and share mm-hmm. us. Say it with me, folks. At FLA Freak Show. At FLA Freak Show. Thank you. Plus, if you see a Florida story we missed, share it with us. And also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting yes. platform. Last week, we received a lovely review yes, on Apple you. Podcasts. Five stars. Five stars. And some thank nice you. Nice comments. Of course, we don't know their name. No. But uh, I can only assume it came from somebody related to yes. one of the two of us. But hey, you know yeah. what? Whoever you are. Thank you, secret admirer, ever, whoever you are. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Danke schön. <laughs> Domore gato, et cetera, et cetera. We love hearing from you. Until next week, I'm Corey O'Donnell. And I'm Kirsten O'Donnell. Till we meet again, remember to let your Florida freak flag fly. Goodbye. <laughs>